Welcome to Spirit in Action. My name is Mark Helpsmeet. Each week, I'll be bringing you stories of people living lives of fruitful service, of peace, community, compassion, creative action, and progressive efforts. I'll be tracing the spiritual roots that support and nourish them in their service, hoping to inspire and encourage you to sink deep roots and produce sacred fruit in your own life. Let us sing song for the dream. Today is time for part two of Ebenezer's Makeover. We started last week with as much of it as we could fit in, the first 14 songs on the album produced by Peter Alsop, but also including songs written and or performed by many other musicians of the men's and women's feminist movement. Today we'll be sharing the final seven songs from Ebenezer's Makeover, plus some discussion of the collection and the theme, and then a bit more music to follow that. Again, we're talking about changing men, which is what happens to Ebenezer Scrooge in the course of this musical tour de force. There are so many ways that the change is needed and could be so very good. Before we restart the music, let's get Peter Alsop back on the line. Peter, it's been a week, but we're back for more of Ebenezer's Makeover. How have you been doing in the past week? Been doing fine. Thanks for asking. That's kind of like those Saturday matinees that they used to have at the movies where you'd, they'd do a little 10-minute thing with one of the, your favorite cowboy heroes getting buried by the Native Americans and then stand up to his neck with a stampede coming his way. And, and then they'd leave it off and you'd have to come back the next Saturday to see what was going to happen to your <laughs> hero. Unless you were one of the Native Americans, then you maybe came back to see what happened to your enemy there, too. I don't know. Well, last week when we were talking, we're following Ebenezer Scrooge in this makeover. This is a different telling of Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. We've got Ebenezer Scrooge, and we've got Jacob Marley the Ghost, and we've got Not-So-Tiny Tim. We've listened to 14 songs already last week that are part of this makeover. So we made a lot of progress. Can you succinctly give people the frame? And if they haven't listened to the previous installation, they're just missing the dessert. We started with the dessert already last time, and now we're going into hyper-dessert. Hyper-dessert. I like that a lot. <laughs> well, this was something because I had been part of the feminist men's movement 40 years and written a lot of songs. So a lot of my songs were generated by a feminist girlfriend I had for a long time, and she was constantly busting me on things. And I would go, oh, I did that, didn't I? And then I think, well, maybe I'll write a song about that and save some poor other schmo from having to go through the agony of admitting that he, too, is not very conscious about things. So I wrote a bunch of those songs, and there are a bunch of other wonderful men's writers, and there's also women in the women's movement, Holly Near and Chris Williamson, and wonderful folks like Christian that were doing lots of music. And so fast forward to the 90s or whenever this came out, early 2004 this came out, I got in touch with a lot of the folks and, and said, hey, how about if I use some of your songs because nobody's been saying this stuff and putting it together in a story, which is where Ebenezer's Makeover came from. Because basically the Christmas Carol is a makeover for Ebenezer Scrooge. He's a crotchety old guy one day, and he wakes up the next morning after his evening with the ghosts, and he's a changed person. And so I figured there's a lot of men running around with 13th century uh, version of the world and ourselves. 
And so I thought, wouldn't it's kind of a makeover? So I put together a bunch of the songs. It's just what you will hear if you go back and listen to last week's show. Or if you've heard it already, that's what you've been listening to. So we're going to start with a little bit of The Hug, and then we'll start going right into Got a Lot of Living to Do, which is one of your songs. I'd mentioned, by the way, some of the people who've been included last week, besides Peter, are Joe Jenks, Amy Fix was in there, Jeff Morgan's song, Shoulder to the Wheel, was there. There's a song by Bob Blue, which was sung or performed, in this case, by Alan Arnaboldi. And Charlie Murphy's song was in there, Holly Near, who's a perennial favorite, and I fell in love with her stuff back in 1973, and Romanesky and Phillips were included in there. That's some of who we've been listening to music with, and we're going to start again with Fred Small's song, or a little portion of The Hug. we got Peter's song, we've got Holly Near back again, Jeff Morgan again. So we've got all of these people ahead of us, seven more songs to finish off what is essentially, you know, instead of a rock opera. This is a men's uh, transformation opera by Peter Alsop called Ebenezer's Makeover. Here we are, finishing off with a hug. But when the head of the hospital heard about it, he got all annoyed. Cause hugging is sexual sublimation, according to Dr. Freud. You can beat them down, you can hide them away, you can keep them quiet with drugs. You can strap them and zap them with electroshock, but you better not give them a hug. So the boss says, Dan, clean out your desk. Your conduct is lax and lewd. Any deviation from standard medical practice can get us sued. Now Dan don't feel too bad for himself. He's really kind of proud. But he's sorry for the people who are locked away where hugging ain't allowed. I want a hug. What a wonderful feeling I want a hug To feel you squeezing I want a hug It certainly seems like the natural thing to do I didn't visit Jacob Marley in the hospital, Carol. He was HIV positive. Some of your university students are HIV positive. I suppose it's not my business. But you're the dean, Scrooge. Where do they go to talk? Not to me. Don't look at me that way, spirit. Like most straight people, I'm nervous about catching AIDS. Although, I'm not afraid of dying. Are you afraid of living? I got a friend with AIDS. He's just like me and you. I got a friend with AIDS. We got a lot of living to do. Some days we get sad. So here is what we do. We play together as much as we can And I love him a lot cause he's my friend Yeah, me and my friend with AIDS Got a lot of living to do What is AIDS? It's a virus bug What can you do? Well, I give him a hug You hug your friend? Sure, and he hugs me But aren't you scared? Well, I used to be I'd be scared. You'd learn a lot. What would I learn? What's safe, what's not. Could I get AIDS? Well, that's hard to do. But some kids have it. Yes, that's true. Where's the AIDS? It's in his blood. What if he bleeds? We patch him up, cause AIDS won't let his blood cells fight. So I shouldn't touch his blood? You got that right. I got a friend with AIDS, and someday he might die. Someday so will you Someday so will I Some days we get sad So here is what we do 
and friendly days Got a lot of living to do But if he cries We wipe his eyes You touch his tears There's no need for fears What about his ears? With a cotton swab You clean his ears? No, that's his job What about his spit? He swallows it What about his hair? No virus there His breath is fine? Smells just like mine Does he feel ashamed? No, he's not to blame I got a friend with AIDS And someday he might die But someday so will you And someday so will I I'll tell you what I'm thinking of When we're afraid we just can't love And loving's how I want to be So I don't let fear take over me Here's what we can do much as we can and love him a lot cause he's my friend yeah me and friend with AIDS we got a lot of living to do got a lot of living got a lot of living got a lot of living to do you've got a lot of living to do man no more just existing open your eyes to the life teeming all over this planet Animals, plants, glorious people, different shapes and colors, bizarre behaviors, the way they talk and pray and eat and make love. I don't trust sexual feelings. I'll end up being accused of sexual harassment. If a man truly cares about someone else's feelings, he won't harass them. Men can't help it. Women turn us on. We get horny. We're just boys at heart. We feel inadequate. We come from deprived backgrounds. All great excuses for blaming someone else. No excuse makes it okay to use someone else to satisfy your own needs, Scrooge. So what can men do? Be accountable. Hold other men accountable for what they do. Otherwise, what is a man? Someone who looks the other way when something is wrong? That's the only solution? Well, <laughs> there's always a choice. Give yourself a hand. Give yourself a hand. You say it's not your fault, so it's got to be your glands. So give yourself a hand. Give yourself a hand, give us all a break, and give yourself a hand. You know, you act like you've been deserted on an island, all alone for years, with no one there to scratch your back or rub behind your ears. So you act like you're in heat, drowning in testosterone, and every conversation takes on sexual overtones, and your fingers indiscreetly with no conscience of their own, go creeping here and there, acting quite unchaperoned. Your starving, leering, lechy eyes pursue her every move Drooling, searching for her thighs or the bounce of her bazoom It's so tedious, exhausting, unnecessary and Easily cured and remedied this plague of modern men Just give yourself a hand, give yourself a hand You say you're at the mercy of your bodily demands So give yourself a hand, give yourself a hand Give us all a break and give yourself a hand. Oh, that's what we're singing about. So you won the big election, but it's not your macho crap. It's your work, not your erection that put you on the map. You're the chairman, captain, chief. Your title's on your card. Success once bought relief, but now that's not the way things are. Has your mother ever mentioned suffering gross indignities from big men with bent intentions? Do you think that she'd be pleased? Come on and join the rest of us. We're trying hard to change the selfish and injurious ways that we've been trained. If you're insecure or scared, you can ask me for support. If you're lonely, we can talk. But if you're horny, be a sport. 
Lord and give yourself a hand, give yourself a hand. You say you're only comfortable when you're in command, so give yourself a hand, give yourself a hand, give us all a break and give yourself a hand. This common health phenomenon some marriages has saved. They don't do it down in Washington, which is why they're so depraved. <laughs> it's fun and full of rhythm. You can play to beat the band. So do yourself a favor. It's something you will savor. Yes, do yourself a favor and give yourself a hand. Give yourself a hand. Give yourself a hand. You say you've no control when your private parts expand. So give yourself a hand. Give yourself a hand. We will all applaud you when you try hard as you can. So give yourself a hand. I don't think men are changing fast enough. Not when they're told, Do what your fathers did. Go out for sports. Join the chess club. Join a fraternity. Carry on, Ebenezer. You're on the right track. Carol smiles. I'm out of here. And melts away like the snow. Scrooge is alone. And as the third bell ceases to vibrate, the hairs on the back of his neck stand on end. He lifts his eyes and beholds the third phantom coming like a mist along the ground towards him. Draped and hooded with a black shroud, the spirit stops and does not move or speak. Its mysterious presence fills Scrooge with a solemn dread. Am I in the presence of the spirit of what's to come? The spirit answers not, but raises its arms slowly and points onward. You are to show me shadows of things that have not yet come to pass, but will happen in the time before us. My time is short, spirit, but I will not falter. Lead on. The spirit turns and Scrooge follows, floating behind on the spirit's garment. Scrooge's mouth is dry, and he can almost taste the cold, acrid flavor of death in the air as they arrive at a ravaged city, war-torn, dark, and deserted. An emaciated man scurries from behind a cement door and darts across the debris-laden landscape. There are no lights or moving cars, only the low hum of an engine somewhere nearby. Something horrible has happened here, spirit. What? A war? Overpopulation? Corporate greed? What? Has the web of life been so shredded by mankind that we can no longer sustain ourselves? Where are the children, spirit? Have we starved them to death as well? As if to answer his question, a television in a broken store window lights up with the image of men in suits and ties and dark glasses, singing directly to him. What's the point of feeding them? They smile and pretend. They'd stab us in the back, you know. They resent us in the end You can see it in their eyes You know the hate won't end They eat our food Then teach their children America's no friend Kill the children Kill the children It's the only way Kill the children Kill the children Don't let them live another day Kill the children Kill the children and let the mothers scream Kill, Kill the, the children, children make, make the world safe for our dream You'll be sorry if we don't They'll grow up and find a way To strike our hearts with terror And our kids will have to pay We can't let the evil grow And war is hell, it's true But it's them or us, you know We know what we have to do Kill the children, kill the children, 
don't put it on TV. Kill the children. Kill the children. If you're scared, then you'll agree. Kill the children. Kill the children. And kill the mothers too. Our dream is just to make this whole world safe for me and you. This is all wrong, spirit. Men who kill should be put to death themselves. Guilty as the next man. 
the thought of children touches me deeply, Spirit. What example have I set for Timothy? How can he survive in this starved and broken future? The Spirit points to a group of soldiers taking shelter in a shell-torn building. Scrooge watches as a teenage boy, in rags, runs into the street to throw a flaming bottle of gasoline at them. One soldier sees the boy in time, raises his automatic weapon. Scrooge recognizes the soldier. No! Timothy! The scene freezes. The matador enters the ring, the hot desert sun comes pouring down, approaching the life he will take, he holds out his cape. He stands tall and proud, his passes are daring, the time it is nearing, his eyes hold the breath of the crowd. The thrust, the legs crumble, he throws up his hands, the shouts and the roses come down. Hail the matador, he's our champion, he alone stands in the light. line is quiet in a trench all alone he watches the stars in the sky the snap of a twig and he's back in the war where he sweats and prays that he won't die he fixes his bayonet and watches the shadow that's soon to feel his cold reply he jumps and it's over and one won't grow older in silence he stares at the sky hail the matador he's our champion he alone stands in the light hail the matador he's our champion he's our hero tonight the baby is crying, the dinner is burning, he yells he wants another beer she opens the oven but she can't save nothing she cries, just wait a minute dear but that's not the answer tonight he can take from her, I'm the boss is that clear he pushes she falls too hard against the wall, but the crowd Stands up and cheers. Hail the matador, he's our champion, he alone stands in the light. Hail the matador, he's our champion, he's our hero tonight. His sight chills my very marrow spirit. Take me instead. Timothy will never forgive himself if he kills that boy. This must not happen. Spirit, hear me. I am not the man I was. I see my part in this folly. Tell me these shadows will change if I live an altered life. I will not shut out these lessons, Spirit. I will see the world through the eyes of the meek and humble teachers around me. In his agony, Scrooge grasps the specter's hand and the frozen vision turns to dust. 
Scrooge is alone again in his bedroom. I'm... I'm alive. I'm back. Oh, Jacob Marley, what a favor you have done me. I will live a new man, no longer in pursuit of control or power. I will be accountable. His cheeks wet with tears from his violent sobbing, Scrooge feels glowing and younger than he has in years. He notices the clock. <laughs> I don't know how they've done so much in one night, but they have. I must get to the university. There are so many changes to be made. But first a shower, clean clothes. He leaps to his feet, throws off his pajamas, and passes a mirror on his way to the shower. What's that? <laughs> a naked old man. He's smiling at me. And look, his penis. Oh, buddy, I am so sorry. I have many amends to make, and I will start with you. I've been so ashamed of being a man, and I have neglected you. I hardly even recognize you. What's that hanging down between my legs? Looks like a sausage between two hard-boiled eggs. The sculptors usually got it covered with leaves. Now I wonder what it could be. Oh, it's my penis. My penis. You see how much has truly come between us. It's my penis, my penis. Hey, let's start again, and this time be friends. Now some say you're a symbol of power and hate. Some say you're a weapon to dominate Ah, but you don't look that mean to me When you're drawing the snow with my penis Come on! It's my penis Everyone! My penis You see how much has truly come between us It's not hard, it's my penis It's my penis Let's start again well, we needed this talk, little penis to heart. We're on the same body, but so far apart. And even though I'm here talking to you, you know we're really one and not two. Just one, come on. It's my penis, my penis. Everyone, you see how much has truly come between us. It's my penis. My penis. Oh, let's start again, and this time be friends. And Scrooge is as good as his word. He calls Not-So-Tiny Tim into his office and tells him, Yes. Are you serious, Uncle? Yes, and a thousand times, yes. Have your chapter here. We need them. And I want you to organize their national conference on our campus next fall. Do you think you can do it? Do you think they'll come? I, I, I don't know, Uncle. Yes, I hope so. How glorious. And will that boat-rocking girlfriend of yours be here, Naomi? I hope she'll be part of this. Uh, she won't believe me when I tell her, Uncle Scrooge. And we need to get the faculty involved and staff and as many students as possible. A men's studies department. There's so much to do. And if Tim is not astonished enough, Scrooge gives him a big bear hug. The first ever. And here, my boy... <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't get more of these growing up. I'm sorry I didn't get more hugging myself. How about another? I have to go, Uncle. Lots to do. Are you all right? I'm 
glorious. And that fall, as Scrooge promised, Tim's men's group hosts a national conference. Ebenezer Scrooge is the speaker. As young men and women break the old patriarchal molds, our governments will never again be the same. The voices of men and women will be honored equally. We are accountable and committed to making this dream Come on, a reality. Uncle, don't miss the closing. Ebenezer Scrooge sang loud and clear, and since that day it was always said of him that he knew how to treat others well if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that be truly said about each of us. And so, as Not-So-Tiny Tim observes, Every life on earth is precious, so bless us, every one. Such a wonderful song to end with, Holly Near, Singing for Our Lives. And again, she's been a passionate influence for me for 40-plus years now, and just so much good music. She really helped enlighten my perspective, and I hope that this music has done that for you folks. Peter, how many of these people were influences for you? I mean, I think you performed alongside a number of them. How did you connect with all these folks? Well, it's from being on the road. Jeff Morgan, I just loved his songwriting. And there is a national conference on men and masculinity that I would go to. I went to the, f- the fifth national one. I think there's 25 or 30 of them. They're still having them periodically put on by a group called NOMAS, which stands for the National Organization of Men Against Sexism, that you can find online. And, you know, just continuing the conversation, because as, as little boys growing up, I mean, you and I are the same generational area our male models were either be like John Wayne or be like Woody Allen, both of which were lacking in some way or other for me at any rate. You know, I didn't want to be that macho or that weenie. Kind of, I don't know. I don't, what am I doing here? You know, kind of Woody shtick or, or using humor. How do you show up and care about women's plight and, and increase your circle of care? So beyond just yourself as a, as a man in the world so that you're involving other people and not just forcing stuff to be the way you want it, listening better, 
being quiet more and listening to the other voices of all the other folks around you. How do you do that? And still hold your sense of self as being someone that's of value in this world and, and someone who knows how to be loving and knows the importance of having a healthy feelings vocabulary so you can raise children and, and show up as a partner and a friend to other people without having to be overly dominant or pushy you know, and still being able to be assertive, not aggressive. How do you do that? And so this is what the men's movement did a lot of that. And that's when I met a lot of these guys, and Charlie Murphy and, and Jeff we, at, at some of the meetings. And then we go out and we were traveling around the country and performing and spreading the word about the things that we were learning and trying to pass that on to our audiences. So I, I learned from them. Romanowski and Phillips were quite wonderful gay couple that just did great stuff. And with a sense of humor, too, which is, which is neat. And I just said, uh, so many of the, of the women's performers, I also constantly learning. Holly has always been a source of great clarity and wonderful music and anthems. We did a gathering of artists one time where Holly and Holly came up to my place in Northern California. The, I have a conference center there called Otter Space because there's otters that live just right down the Klamath River. It's pretty remote. And a bunch of us met up there, and we were discussing about how to use music to help people grow and see the world in a more balanced way. And as a white male, I found myself in the camp of people who were doing a lot of oppressive things to other people, white, male, heterosexual, tall, able-bodied, all of these things. And my work wasn't with women or with people of color. My work was with white male populations. So how do I do that? And so I found that I could use humor without having anybody feel victimized by that humor without someone being the brunt of the joke. And a lot of times ourselves going, oh, yeah, I do that, don't I? And I was talking about how, well, Holly... I don't get to sing to the choir a lot. I'm singing to people who don't believe what I'm saying or I'm trying to help them move from point A to point B without being antagonistic about it or confrontational. She said, yeah, Peter, but you know, the choir needs some singing too also. <laughs> I said, yes, I totally get that. So, yeah, I've learned lots from these folks, Mark. That's a really good question. And, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to pass their stuff on on this album. Well, let me ask you about one of the songs. It's My Penis, which is a song that Jeff Morgan wrote, and that's how, when I originally learned it. You're performing it on this recording. Why not Jeff? He's still around. Yeah, I, um, I'm trying to remember why we didn't use his version of it. I think that I'm I not think I know I'm sillier than Jeff, although he's certainly <laughs> got a good sense of humor. I just felt this was, I'm known for my children's music, but this was, uh, did I do this? This may be the only album I did it on. I mean, I used to love to perform this, and I, I don't remember where I actually recorded this, whether it was just for this album or whether I had a live recording that I'd used somewhere and pulled it from. Yeah, no, I have jokes in the penis song that I use a lot of times. It's just because it's something you're not supposed to sing about that or say that out loud, and it's so important for us to be talking about our relationships it's one of those things that men don't talk about. So I thought it was a wonderful song. And I don't know if I had a reason other than the fact that I loved the song that I just that I performed that one instead of using one of his recordings. I also have Charlie Murphy singing The Matador, which Jeff also wrote. But Charlie's version of it is so heartfelt that I wanted to make sure Charlie was represented here too. And It's My Penis is a song that when my the woman who became my first wife, kind of our first date, we had a meal together over at someone's house. And she played three songs to test to see whether I was good relationship material. <laughs> one of them was Leaping Lesbians by Meg Christian. And one of them was It's My Penis by Jeff Morgan. 
and looking at my reaction to those, that's how she judged. This is someone I could live with. This is someone I could get along with. That's great. Good story. <laughs> and a lot of people do react to it. it. It's weird the amount of shame that we have talking about just the important things. We actually had a little bit of a controversy here in Eau Claire recently. One of the women who is a council member was nursing her baby during council meetings. And there was objection from audience that this was obscene or bad or whatever. So they said, if you want to do that during the meetings, you have to go behind this partition so we don't see this. I, I just find it so unfortunate that our reaction to our bodies means that we don't live authentically from them. And therefore, a breast becomes titillating and a penis becomes threatening because we do hide them until it's time to do something scandalous. That's my take on it, anyhow. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so we've been talking about Ebenezer's Makeover, the full album. You can go to com, folks, and you'll find it there. I'll have a direct link to this recording on NorthernSpiritRadio.org. And this is Spirit in Action you've been listening to, which is on NorthernSpiritRadio.org. Twelve and a half years of our programs, Peter is most valued performer of all that time. I mean, I've interviewed him more hours than anyone else, and that's just my good fortune. Also on the site, there's a place for comments. Follow the link to Peter Alsop place comments about this program and the first installation of Ebenezer's Makeover that we had last week. And click donate if you want to help support us. Of course, there's a lot of material out there of Peter's. There's What do you have, 24? I don't know how many albums you even have. I just memorized them all. I don't count them. Ah, bless you. You're so sweet. And thank you also for, you know, this is the first time this Ebenezer's Makeover has never seen the light of day on the air. There's occasionally somebody will play one of the songs. But in order to get all this stuff in one CD, we had to edit some of the verses out of some of the other songs, so that it was, that was a hard choice. But this is the first time it has ever been aired in its entirety, and it took two of your shows to do it. So I really want to thank you for doing that. I hope people have a chance to listen to this or share Northern Spirit Radio's site, because they can always get it there, and you can listen to the whole thing free from that. You can download it from me. It's not free, but... To help support the arts. And I also realized that you just listened to my song. This is the only place that this song shows up, which is Kill the Children, which I was trying to think about what the third spirit, because in Charles Dickens' story of the Christmas Carol, the third spirit doesn't say anything at all. It just is showing what the future will look like if we don't change the direction in which we're headed, which is, of course, always an incredible object lesson for us to think about in our personal lives, but also these days with the goings-on in Washington, D.C., so how do we take action? So that was also one of the things. So I just want to thank you for airing this. I really, really appreciate it. And you making the time to do this and, uh, and just a vote of confidence for the work I've been doing. So thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate it greatly. You're welcome. And folks, we want to end with one more song from Peter. He has a recording called Christmas Holidays. As he mentioned, a lot of his recordings were specifically targeted for kids. A number of his songs are targeted towards adults who are kids at heart also, which is how I fell under his sway. We're going to end with one more from Christmas Holidays. It includes a whole variety of songs. You know, there's a, it's not Frosty the Snowman. What's his name? Snowy the Frostman, of course. Snowy the Frostman, of course. Yeah, he's, he stutters. 
So there's a song called G-G-G-G, It's Warm Out Here, because he ends up melting by the, by the end of the song. It's another one of my story songs. If you liked Ebenezer's Makeover, you might want to check out Chris Moose Holidays. So it starts off, I take the kids to the mall, and we go through, you know, there's one little, there's just tell stories about the Christmas tree, and there's a little kid that wants to see Santa. There's a song called The Gift about a little girl that says, you know, I don't want anything from you, Mom. I just want you to quit smoking for Christmas, you know. A song called My Daddy's Roll is Out of Control, and a song called Christmas Cheer about why do we drink so much at the holidays? And the kids are asking all these questions. A song called Buy Me Something with a kid who just has to buy something who's in a store. I really love this album. There's a, I also, there's a, we go see a friend of mine who runs a magic store named Mr. Leibovitz who's a, who does a poem called The Night Before Hanukkah that I read that you might like. It's a storyline that carries the kids all the way through it. Won the award for Best Children's Music from the National Association of Independent Record Distributors. And folks, if you tend to think that Peter Alsop is just a normal mortal, you should also keep in mind that he's actually a psychologist. No, which... no, no, don't tell them that. No, they're gonna... <laughs> I'm frightening them away from here. <laughs> So the last song on Christmas holidays, I wanted to share it today, just a a wonderful way. For me, it's ending off the year. Earth Song is the name. You want to tell folks a little bit about it, Peter? It's about the importance. There was a feminist economist that gave a presentation one time at a conference I was at, and she was talking about how economics is really, really neat. But she says, I don't just do economics. She drew a circle. And then she drew a wider circle. She said, this is the social area that this economic science works in. And so even though there might be some kind of a formula that would be wonderful, it could have a really not good impact on the social circle sphere within which it operates. I'm going, well, that just really makes sense. Even though this thing's really neat, you need to look at what the effects of it is going to be. And then she drew another circle. She said, and this is the environment that the social stuff happens to. So we're not just looking at how it affects the people, but the animals and the plants and all the life on the planet at the same time. So even though it might be something that we say, that will work for these people, and we need to go back and look for another pearl from the economic circle in the center because that thing that works for people might not work for the plants and the animals on the planet for our continued survival. And that's what Earth Song is sort of about, looking at the context within which we live that we need to address if we're going to proceed in some way that has balance and, and healthiness and caring for each other. So what you get, folks, is that Peter Alsop always has a deep message behind what he's doing, even when he's being silly. Except maybe for, let's go on as far into my sister's nose. That one may not have any deep meaning to it. Every other song he's written has deep meaning to it, as well as a lot of surface fun, and I'd call it light. Mark, I don't know if you've gone deep enough into my sister's (laughs) nose to see the true meaning. (laughs) Another time, another time, Peter. So we end here with this visit that we're we're building a circle of care and this circle of care not only includes men but all of the people on the earth and all of the creatures on the earth and the earth song kind of gets us there. Thanks again, Peter, for joining me. My pleasure. I hope you have a good 2018, all of you. Here it is, Earth Song by Peter Alsop, peteralsop.com, all the links on northernspiritradio.org and we'll see you next week for Spirit in Action. Our song starts with a child's birth We're taught that people rule the earth But every creature has a song That we can't hear if we're too strong For those with paws and fins and wings Each knows the song its family sings The wind
Sounds cannot be heard if we're too loud. All together, open hearts. In harmony, we sing our parts. When all of nature sings along, then we hear the earth song. All together, open hearts. In harmony, we sing our parts. When all of Okay, okay. I know I already said goodbye, but I decided to give myself a little bit of a present and squeeze in two more powerful Peter Alsop songs that give a powerful message of hurt and healing. The first is a collection of writings from kids in an abuse treatment program. If I remember correctly, what Peter said maybe 35 years ago when I heard him in concert. And it's followed directly by his song, Love is the Only Medicine. As Peter has said, these songs go together. I also affirm that love is the only medicine. 
the answer to pain is love. May your new year be one of healing and wholeness. Here is Look at the Ceiling, followed by Love is the Only Medicine. Look at the ceiling, the shadows are bears. I wonder what's on the TV. And Daddy's hands rub me all over, I wonder. Do leaves in the creek find their way to the sea? Mom mashes potatoes and pours in the milk. Silently smokes cigarettes I wish she would hug me Or look at me even I'd trade my allowance for that Billy plays tag with me All the way home after school Boy, he's really a brat But we didn't do nothing And it's not fair for Dad To make him go home just like that Look at the ceiling, the shadows are bears In hurricanes, where do birds hide? And daddy's hands rub me all over, I wonder Where butterflies learn how to fly The county fair once had a merry-go-round I love to watch mom and dad ride We used to laugh and they used to hold hands And neither of them used to cry When the spider scared little Miss Muppet away How did she know where to run? Oh, I'd love to sleep in the bathtub all night Wake up as clean as the sun Look at the ceiling, the shadows are bears Oh, why do bees die when they stink? And daddy's hands rub me all over, I wonder Where do balloons go when you cut the string? When you hurt, you hide it away You carry the pain where it rains every day Ah, so deep inside, when no one can see When someone hurts you, you don't trust nobody You need love It's the only medicine Love Makes you feel better, my friend Suffer abuse from someone we love We stay even though we know push turns to shove We hold on too long, sustain injury We know we should go, but sometimes we don't see We need love It's the only medicine Love Makes you feel better, my friend 
for this program is Turning of the World, performed by Sarah Thompson. This Spirit in Action program is an effort of Northern Spirit Radio. You can listen to our programs and find links and information about us and our guests on our website, northernspiritradio.org. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Mark Helpsmeet, and I welcome your comments and stories of those leading lives of spiritual fruit. May you find deep roots to support you and grow steadily toward the light. This is Spirit in Action. With every voice.